So good evening, my fellow travelers. Welcome on my journey and our journey together tonight. Here we are once again, reading from The Course of Love, Dialogues Unveiled. Um, and we will continue. We concluded, we read up to seven last week, and we'll be reading into eight. I think about four paragraphs should give us enough to talk. So we'll have four people read so that we have five. So maybe I'll, I'll give everyone an opportunity. And, but Okay, a few household hints again, as I like to remind everybody, you know, be cognizant of muting your phones when not speaking. Try not to speak over each other. Allow everyone the space uh, to conclude. And when you finish dialoguing, you know, just say, I'm complete. That helps open the floor for other people. And again, you know, as I was saying earlier, and I said it last week, there's no, there's nothing set in stone that we have to go for an hour and a half. If we, after an hour, an hour and ten minutes, if we feel we've said enough, there's enough said, we feel satisfied with our call, we'd say goodnight. This is not a course this is this is a dialogue session there's no, nothing like says that it's, uh, you know taking an hour course for the night no way i don't want that i want a free flow of dialogue and if it continues even for an hour, more than an hour and a half great but if not we'll end it when we know it's time to end it for the evening so here we go so tonight we have joining us judy Yvonne, Shirley, Miguel, and Reverend Bill. And I will just center us off a little bit, get us to come into our center, blend our heart and our mind together, our hearts and our minds together as one in unity and relationship with all. We remember that God is present in every person and every experience. The spirit of harmony, order, and understanding is at work in every situation. Love and peace are established in our lives. Now, let's breathe those words in, settle in, center yourself. And what I'm going to do, I'm going to have, we read up to seven last week. Okay, and we're going to go into 8, 9, 10, and possibly 11. We'll see. But I'm going to ask Judy to backtrack to 6 and 7 to start us off. Okay, Judy? Okay, I can do that. Uh, just let me get back to 6. There we are. What is desired now, however, is the experience of union. The experience of union is the experience of two distinct levels of experience. These two distinct levels of experience can be integrated into one level of experience, a level of experience that can bend the laws of what you call reality in the same action as full union, so that the only difference is the ability to experience the experience as a distinct self in union. This integration of the two levels of experience 
is what has been called the elevation of the self of form and the sustainability of Christ consciousness in form. There is no form without the experience of form. Without the experience of form, there is only union. Yvonne, would you read eight, please? Sure, Paula, thanks. The mountaintop dialogue allowed you to participate in two levels of experience at once. Not only the simultaneous experience of the mountaintop and the valleys of level ground, but the simultaneous reality of of the ongoing dialogue and the experience of living. Now what you are called to practice is the integration of these two levels. Early nine. Oh, you mean nine too, okay. There may be multiple levels. No, no, I said surely nine. Only one time. Oh, excuse me. Sorry. Perfect. Thank you. It's okay. Oh, surely nine. Okay. Thank you. There may be multiple levels, but they are always levels of two. Levels representing duality. The duality that exists naturally for the self of form, because form is the experience of form, the duality of an experience experience, and an experiencer. The experience of experience is life. It is not meant to be escaped, nor can it be. This is why union has been described as time outside of time. It is not an escape, but a portal of access. Full access is necessary for for momentary release of the experiencer. Without at least some momentary release, the true nature of the self who is experiencing life remains unknown. Miguel 10. This release from the self of form has been the goal of enlightenment. It is, however, only the beginning. It is a beginning because it is love. It is not a self experiencing love, but a self being love and knowing that love is itself. The desire to stop here and retreat from life has been the response of many and they have anchored the reality of love in themselves and the world. As you know, this has not made the world a place of peace, nor a celebration of life, but it has kept the world a a world in which love exists as reality in form. This has been crucial. All right. Thank you. However, the longing to experience life in all its fullness has never been stronger. This is a longing not to remain or be constantly striving to retain release from the experiencer, but to fully embody the experience through unity. This is a longing to be 
the experience. This is a longing to be the experience rather than cease to experience. This is a longing to experience the true self in or through the experience rather than as the experiencer of the experience. This is a longing to be, a longing to be fully alive and fully in life, a longing to experience no loss but only gain. Pass. These are four mighty paragraphs. So much here to absorb. So, so much. But here now he's talking to us as our true self of form with that capital S. Yeah. I mean, it's it's like you have to read these over and over and over to really get the essence, to feel it. Well, I'm going to open the floor now. And I want to share it. Be my guest. Is that you, Miguel? Are you there? Did someone want to speak up? I thought I heard. Yeah, yeah, no, no, I didn't. I didn't speak up yet. Oh, okay. It's like we have to. For me, I have to read these over again. They're so deep. Well, that yeah, Paula, that was me actually, Yvonne. I was thinking. I guess I said it out loud, but I was thinking. I think that will be very good to reread it again right now because I know for me, there's certain aspects of it I kind of went uh, right beyond me there. So and I'll be reading home too. Yeah, maybe we'll read one paragraph and try to get a grasp of that before we go on to the other. So we'll go backtrack. How's that? Does that work for everybody? Was it too elementary? I think that's a great idea. Do I get Sounds good. Now? Thank you. Yeah, okay. I agree. Sounds good to me. Okay. Thank so let's me back up to eight. So, all right. Um, you know what, Judy, read eight. Okay. The mountaintop dialogue allows you to participate in two levels of experience at once. Not only the simultaneous experience of the mountaintop and the valleys of level ground, but the simultaneous reality of ongoing dialogue and the experience of living. Now what you are called to practice is the integration of these two levels. Would you like to opine on that paragraph? Uh, uh, it, I don't know. It, it, it feels... Uh, what it feels to me is a completely different way of being from the quote-unquote norm. To me, it's, it speaks to me and the feeling that I get when I, when I read this particular paragraph is one in which the voice for God, Jesus, whatever you want to call it that exists within us, is there to be uncovered, to be received from within me. It's not something that I, it's not something that I do. It's something that I can only receive. 
And that to me is the mountaintop experience. The level ground experience is this body and form that exists in the world that does whatever the heck it does on a daily basis and communicates as it does in the ways that it is normally accustomed to uh, communicating. And that to me is the valley of level ground. Okay? It's kind of like the day-to-day, uh, just the day-to-day dailiness of everyday living something that I never thought about before introduced to the mountaintop way of living. They just, they just feel very different to me. And when it talks of integrating the two, the only time I've ever been able to come close to that is if I close my eyes. If I'm distracted with my eyes, if my eyes are distracted by anything that my eyes are looking at, then I find it difficult. Maybe I'll learn differently at some point or understand differently at some point. But at this point, it's kind of like if I close my eyes, then I can experience what's coming to me from within me. Something that I have never learned, something I didn't know about previously, just something that just comes from within. And then to express that in a, in a voice, which is my voice of form. I'm probably not explaining this very well, but that's the only way I've been able to express how I experience what it is being talked about in this particular paragraph. And I'm complete for now. That was great, Judy. You know, we express as our individual self, and it's okay. Yeah. It's okay. (laughs) You know, if that came from within... And it was, you know, Mensa, it's okay. No one's here to judge anybody. You know, we're here yeah. to share your dialogue. There's no right, no wrong, no in-between. It's how it comes from somewhere within. And it's all okay. Yeah. Wow. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Anyone else would like to... Uh, well, I want, before I wanted to say that that very last line, now now what you are called to practice is the integration of these two levels. And that was the one thing in reading during the course of love, you know, the mountaintop experience, and how he would say very, you know, like kindly, like now you can go, you know, leave the mountaintop and go into your everyday life. And there's where you're going to practice joining the two. And that's, you know, he said to me in so many ways, you are where you are and who you are at the moment. There's no right. It's, it's the joining within yourself, how you participate in, the, uh, in both of these levels, in union and relationship. So now what you are called to practice is the integration of these two levels. And even when I feel like, Judy, I like how you said the valley of level ground. That valley could become heaven. It's all within exactly. our perception. It's the integration of the oneness. So, I'm happy. Thanks for that, Paula. No, thank you. Close Thanks, open. Paula. Yeah, thank you. Um, I, I agree so much with what you said. And here's the image that, I, that comes through for me. Um, recognizing the first couple of lines speaking about the 
simultaneous experience of the mountaintop and the valleys of level of ground, having that or being in that wherever we are, and that the items being focused on now is the ongoing dialogue and that the ongoing dialogue being experienced moment by moment, day by day. And this is what I think my sense of it is he's asking about when he's to practice is the integration of these two levels. Our being in a state where on a imagine if you will walking down the street and with whoever you're with you're in a state of a dialogue or you're able to be in a state of dialogue with them. Um, while we are doing whatever we're doing while we are in these forms, albeit in the elevated true self of form. Yeah. So there's my shot at it. Thank you. I'm complete. Yeah, that's great. That's great. Thanks, that Reverend Bill. That was great. Yeah, thank you, Reverend Bill. Thank you. Thanks. Yeah, this is Miguel. In the, you, the paragraph 8 and paragraph 6 are both referring to day 27. Where this, this, how, this way of being is described in detail. This apprehension of levels of experience. So to me, that's what it is referring to, day 20, to living the practice of day 27 and complete. Yeah, thank you, Miguel. Thanks, Miguel. Thanks, Miguel. You know, I like how he uses the word practice. It yeah. sounds like practice will make perfect. <laughs> <laughs> and it, it's not like, you know, you will do it. It's like he's leading us to our own device. Now you are called to practice it. Not to learn it or understand, just practice it. Like you I have a question. Yeah. Paula, I remember you um, sharing some time ago, I can't remember when or the circumstances or anything, sharing sometimes that sometimes when you are speaking with someone who might be in distress or whatever, you'll speak words and you have no idea where they're coming from. To me, that is the mountaintop experience. Those words are being received. Now, this is the question. I'm making it a statement, but it really is a question. Are those words received by you from within yourself, from the God within you, and then you're just speaking them with no thought about the words themselves? They just kind of flow through you? It's, you know, it's so hard okay. to really put it into these words. You know, words are but symbols. But symbols. I know. It, it I know. Like, yeah. you know, I could be speaking to someone, and it does. It comes from, I get this warm sensation in my heart center, and I know, and my tone changes, my whole feeling changes, and mm-hmm. it's just like I'm, like I'm being fed the words or feeling the words, mm-hmm. but yeah. it's not the yeah. little me. It, it's something greater than that. And it's like, it comes so natural and so easy. And I know when I'm my authentic self. And I know when I'm just Paula playing spiritual. 
Let me put it back. <laughs> I get it. I absolutely get yeah. it. That was the question, and thank you for the answer. That's exactly what I was looking for. Yeah. I think, you know, I think we all feel that somehow in some way. You know, when you're really not coming from your intellect and, you know, trying to sense, mm-hmm. it comes from somewhere deep within the knowing. You feel it. It goes beyond. It's just a feeling. So, yeah. I, mean, I just want to say that's what I was absolutely trying to express earlier. And I know it came out yeah. sounding more intellectual rather than coming from a place of feeling, and that's what continues to frustrate me. When I'm called upon um, to opine on something, I get confused with, well, do you want my opinion or do you want my feelings on it? And I get kind of stuck between, oh, well, I'll just try to balance it all out. And I just so screw it up so loyally, so awesomely. You know what, Judy, during those times, just love yourself. You know, just let it go. You know, oh, that's judgment. exactly what I'm learning. That's exactly what I'm learning. I'm yeah, loving myself because of my screw-ups, my constant, constant <laughs> the continuity of my screw-ups. These last several months have been monumental. That's all I can say. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm learning to love myself because of it all. <laughs> Every part of yourself. Every bit of it, yeah. Every bit of the raw screw-up that is named Judy in these days. Oh, my God. Okay, thanks. I am complete. <laughs> Done. Reverend Bill. I would say... Yeah. Uh, th- these Wednesday night gatherings for the past four or five years have been filled with instances where I have some intuition, some idea, and, and I'm starting to express that. And by the time I'm finishing it, the words are coming through me, but I had no idea of them beforehand. But the words were coming through me. And uh, I... and. That's my sense of my, that being in touch with that deep wisdom within. And I, having recognized that, I can look back at times in the past, in my past life and past activities where that has occurred. Mm-hmm. Um, that it just, it, it's like this has been a, a practice ground to make it very clear what's going on there. That this is certainly coming from the... I, that I am in union with all. That's, that's the only way I can explain it. And I just, I just am amazed when it occurs, but I also <laughs> am impressed and grateful for it. Thanks. Mm-hmm. I'm complete. Right, thank yeah, you. Thanks, Bill. That, that was great. <laughs> I think we can all, you know, yeah. know what you go through. You know, it's like, it shouldn't even have to be thought of. You know, we have these words, these symbols, but it's so hard sometimes to put into words what the feelings that you feel, you know, without, you know, it just doesn't even mirror the true feeling, the words, the symbols that we use in this human form. It doesn't, not for me sometimes. Anyway. Uh, Great paragraph eight. Anybody else would like to opine on it? Do we agree to go on to nine? Do I have a solid I? Yay, nay? Yay, yay, yay. 
aching. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we'll go. Judy went first. I'm just trying to get everybody in again. Someone's going to be left out. I'm sorry. Uh, oh, Yvonne? By all... What? You're doing great, Yvonne. I'm sorry. You're doing great, Paula. And, uh, you get my vote. Thanks. Okay. So, Yvonne, do you want to read nine? Sure, I'll read nine. There may be multiple levels, but they are always levels of two, levels representing duality. The duality that exists naturally for the self of form. Because form is the experience of form, the duality of an experience and an experiencer. The experience of experience is life. It is not meant to be escaped, nor can it be. This is why union has been described as time outside of time. It is not an escape, but a portal of access. Full access is necessary for momentary release of the experiencer. Read that sentence again. Full access... Okay, we're talking about the portal of access. Full access is necessary for momentary release of the experiencer. Without at least some momentary release of the true nature of the true self, who is experiencing life remains unknown. Okay, I'm, I think I'm off on that here. I'm going to read this second here. Without at least some momentary release, the true nature of the true self, who is experiencing life, remains unknown. Yeah, sorry, I had this uh, all marked up and I was thrown off, but once I read it again, it was good. Yeah, this, the, the little sentence that strikes to me, pops out to me, the experience of experience is life. And I've been doing a lot of contemplating about that because normally, you know, the phrase is, oh, I'm just living my life. That, that's what I've heard. I'm just speaking from myself here. I'm living my life. But that's not true. I'm not living my life. My life, life is living me. Life is living me. I'm not running around planning a quote-unquote life, like I'm putting together a calendar or a plan. I'm in life. I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm the soul, I'm a self of form going through this, this process, this, this practice of life. And whatever life throws at me, so to speak, is what I have to deal with. If I were deciding on a life, obviously I wouldn't choose to set myself up in, in, in situations that I wouldn't be able to handle. But seeing life is living me, then that is what the, my life is. That's life. I have to go through whatever it is I have to go through to experience that life. Therefore, I can see that the experience of experience is life. I don't know if that means anything to anyone, but that's what I've been really thinking about because a lot of times, you know, I've heard that, oh, yeah, I'm just living my life. No, you're not living your life. Your life is given to you or to me. My life is given me. Life is given me. 
And I, I have, it's my choice to live the life that is given me to live. And as I live that life, then I will experience and I will grow and I will, and all the, everything, all this, in the moment, everything new, everything I'll experience is new because I'm not living that life there and this life is coming to me. You see what I'm trying to get at? That's where I am. And I, it's just something that I've just begun to uh, come to grips with recently. So I'm complete with that. I'm happy. Well, thanks, Yvonne. Yeah. See, and thanks, I'm Yvonne. I, I get that. I get that. Thank you, yeah. Jessica. Mm. Yeah. I'm not Jessica. No, that's not Judy. Jessica. That's Yvonne. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was Judy. Oh, Oh, no, okay. That was that was Yvonne, who was experiencing life. <laughs> yes. Hi, Shirley. <laughs> I hear your voice. Yes, I hear you too. Yeah. You know, I, I wanted to, you know, how he ends paragraph eight. Now, what you are called to practice is the integration of these two levels. Yet he starts the next paragraph, or the next paragraph. There may be multiple levels, but they are always levels of two. Levels representing duality, the duality that exists naturally for the self of form, because form is the experience of form. The duality, yeah, the the duality of an experience and and an experience error. So. You know that there may be multiple levels, but there are always levels of two. Doesn't that intrigue you when he says multiple levels? Intrigues yeah, thanks me. Thanks for bringing that up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, it yeah. does. You know, it's, it's you know you know you have I have read so many books that you know we believe we're in this one uh, dimension, but actually our souls are. Uh, in many dimensions at one time. Mm-hmm. And that's the mystery of it. There may be multiple levels, but there's always two levels. So within each dimension, and levels representing duality that exists naturally, or levels that, you know, you are the experience and the experiencer. I mean, that's that's a mind-boggler. Me, that whole first sentence. Not about anybody else. It leaves, so much, it leaves so much open for each each of our own interpretation, because I don't think there's anyone has the, the exact answer. It sets my mind wandering, and it sounds yeah. exciting. Mm-hmm. And that somebody say no, there's only one, but that's okay. <laughs> we all hear what we should, we want to hear. The soul wants to hear. Yeah. Anyway, uh, I was uh, looking at that next sentence there, Paula. This is Shirley, mm-hmm. where it says, "This is why union has been described as time outside of time." So I'm wondering, is union? Is that another level? Mm-hmm. Because the union is not, it's not um, with the, 
well, I guess you do experience it, but it's not the experiencer. It's not informed. Mm-hmm. So it seems to me that the union is another level, and it's not in the time. We don't experience that union in time. It says this, this is why union has been described as time outside of time. It, it is not an escape, but a portal of access. So yeah. I, I'm thinking that the union is beyond the experience and beyond the experience served. So I'll just kind of stop there, but I'm thinking union may be another level that uh, Mm -hmm. he's describing. Okay. Yeah, I'm completely. Yeah. Truly, I've gotten I've gotten some insight that might uh, shed a light on that. I really appreciate you having seen that and looked at it that manner, because as we read the course of love. He reiterates time and he reiterates, let me use the proper word, regularly, if you will, that the only purpose for time is for us to learn and that when learning is accomplished, there is, there is, no, there is no need for time. I'm paraphrasing it, but this is the gist of the message that the learning that we have in our life is here geared towards us learning. In the state of union, I'd suggest that our learning is complete. And that, and as you were just alluding to or moving towards in your statement there, speaking of our oneness. That in union, all is one. All is known. The atonement is accomplished. Mm. Thank and, you. We, and, we, and we know we are the Christ. We know of the Christ, not that we're in Christ consciousness, which is, a, to me, a progression towards attaining Christ. Or knowing, or knowing that oneness. So uh, I hope that helps. Yes, it does very much. So. Mm. Yeah. Yes. And there was one other item that I was looking at. In that first, <laughs> that first sentence of of three lines. When I started looking at at how he's been speaking of it, when he when he says there are always levels of two, levels representing duality, and then the first one is stated, that being the duality that exists naturally for the self of form, because form is the experience of form. That's, that's item one. And to me, that would refer to our living, our being, our existence, even, even in the separated state that we are there having experiences that, that are spurring us on or, or bringing us to an uplifted state. But I, I'm looking at that as, as 
the natural self of form. And I don't, I don't know if that self of form is uppercase or lowercase. If the self there, it may be lowercase. And then the second item that he's speaking of is the duality of an experience of and the experiencer. Being able to recognize that that I am creating the experience and I am the experiencer of that experience. You know, let me just interject some. Shirley, you have the second edition, right? Uh, I, my... I copied, uh, I, I made a copy of this poem. So I'm not yeah, sure from, if that's, yeah. A copy from your book? No. This was, um, oh. I went online, so I got it copied from, from online. Oh. Yeah, so it All wasn't right. from the book. Yeah. All right, what, what, what that, that first mention of self is form, is that a capital S or a small S? I have a small S. Yeah, I had a small S originally, too. Okay. Does anybody have the, the later edition? I do, no. and it says, when you, are you talking about the duality that it fixed naturally for the self of form? That's a small yeah, that, F. Yes. It yeah, is that's a small, small F. Yes, it is. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So this would, be, this would correspond to us integrating the mountaintop with the level ground experience, wouldn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, it would. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Gosh, I love what I get from being with you guys. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. But, you know, even the last line of that line is intriguing. Without at least some momentary release, the true nature of the self who... I think all the S's are small in that. No, this is a large S. That is a large large. That would make sense. Oh, that would oh. make sense if that's a large, who, yeah. a higher self. Yeah. Yeah. But oh, absolutely. it goes on, who is experienced life remains unknown. That's the mystery. That's our Christ self. Yeah, but without at least some momentary release, the true nature of the true self who is experienced life remains unknown. And that's why we do have moment that's why we do have momentary release. So that our so that our Christ self can experience and and mm-hmm. can know itself. That's good. I like that. And it mm-hmm. that it's me I can recall having insights as a child or, or throughout my earlier life of where there's a moment of clarity that, that is just, you know, I'm seeing in a clear light that I would, I would suggest may be this higher self, just catching glimpses of spirit, so to speak, and then a moment later, it's gone. <laughs> yeah. <You know? laughs> And it, 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 does, it doesn't stick around, but instead it gives that moment of clarity that, that I would say is the truth, and then it vanishes because there's no need to hold on to the truth. The truth simply is. And, and then I get back get, into the, 
get back into the story of the world, if you will, the story of the separated st- state. Does that make and we sense? We haven't learned. Oh, perfect, because we haven't learned to sustain it yet. Yeah. So we do get momentary, absolutely. Hallelujah. Yeah. Uh, quick question. Is the experiencer the self, the little self, the self with the small s? I would venture to say yes. Okay. I would venture to say yes as well as it's integrated okay. with, into, the, into the Christ self. As we integrate mm-hmm. our, right. our, our personal self into the elevated self or the true self, then yes, mm-hmm. yes, yes. It's the whole of us. That makes sense. That makes yeah. sense to me, Judy. Okay. Yeah, thanks. Yeah. Miguel, you're very quiet this evening. Do you want to join in on this conversation? Yeah, I've been listening. Yeah, I've been listening. It's uh, all good. Oh, okay. Oh, good. Is there any anybody else listening that would like to let us know they're here with us? Okay. Hi, this is Jessica. I got on late and I'm trying to sort something, so I'm listening. I don't. I didn't read. You know, I got on like ten minutes ago. Okay. But you it's know, wonderful. Yeah, we're reading the dialogues unveiled. Okay. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. Thanks. Thanks. Thanks for being. Thanks for being here, Jessica. Thank you for being there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, should we go onward and upward, my friends? Okay. Yep. So, who, who read last? Was it Shirley? Yvonne. Okay. Shirley, why don't you read 10? Okay. Now, let me just start. I'm going to, there's, there's three S's. Mm-hmm. No, four S's. No. <laughs> I, I have indicated that the very first is the small. Yes. Release from the small self. Okay. Yes. All right. Okay. And the rest are true self. All right. Okay. Go ahead, Shirley. Okay. Let me make sure. She said the rest of truth is the true self. Is that right? That's what I have indicated. Yes. Okay. All right. Okay. This release from the self of form has been the goal of enlightenment. It is, however, only the beginning. It is the beginning because it is love. It is not a true self experiencing love, but the true self being love and knowing that love is its true self. The desire to stop here and retreat from life has been the response of many, and they have anchored the reality of love in themselves and the world. As you know, 
This has not made the world a place of peace nor a celebration of life, but it has kept the world a world in which love exists as reality in form. This has been crucial. What a great declaration. Mm. Well, he's referring here. He's referring here to the many masters from the East who attained mm-hmm. state and decided and said that's it, and they never tried. Tried to not only try; they did not go on to the elevation of the self or form. They denied. In fact, many of them totally denied the body, uh, punished the body, or ignored the body, and they stayed only. That's what is referring to here. They uh, to the most eastern so-called masters, and they have done their part, of course, and complete. Thanks, Miguel. I totally agree with that. There's, um, yeah. I don't know if any of you have ever read um, a series of books. It's a six-volume set by Bertie Spaulding called The Life and Teachings of the Masters of the Far East. And it goes on to explain so much of what we've been reading and as well as what you just said, Miguel. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, thank you, Miguel. You know, it it actually goes on, it says, and you know this has not made the world a place of peace nor a celebration of life, but it has kept the world a world in which love exists as reality and form. So we clearly can navigate through this world as as our true selves and bring love. But it certainly has provided a, a beautiful, beautiful function. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How about that third sentence? The desire to stop here and retreat from life has been the response of many and they have angered the reality of love in themselves and the world. Just to retreat, stop here and retreat has been the response of many. And that's, that, I think that's what Miguel is alluding to. They have reached that, yeah. that plateau, whatever you want to call it, and they just angered the reality in themselves and the world and held to the truth of who they were. Yeah, it's prevalent in the Far East. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Okay. Yeah, it yeah. is. And I, I also, this is Shirley again, and I, I feel that love is uh, expansive. You know, that it, it, I don't, well, it can't be bottled up in one form. It can't be uh, and, and that's what, like the, what you were just reading, um, and it's 
um, the desire to stop here and retreat from life has been the response of many. So they're, they're, they're blocking it. They're stopping the love from from home. Oh, no. Um, I don't know, am I reading that right? Um, and they have um, anchored the I'm reality sorry. of love in themselves and the world. So it's like the love has just been blocked. And, and love, true love, is, should be ex- extending. And that sentence, too, that we read, um, it says, a world in which love exists as reality in form. Love, love goes beyond form. So, but I, I, I am complete. I mean, I think Miguel and what Judy was saying, the East, the Eastern gurus, the Buddhists, whatever they call even ordinary people, even ordinary people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, they, yeah, they anger, but energy. I'm sorry, Paula. Go ahead. I was just going to. No, go ahead, Judy. Go ahead. Okay. I was just going to say that love and energy are basically what we're talking about, not just plain love. Love is energy, and energy is pervasive. It travels. It doesn't know anything about space or time. These are basically mm-hmm. physical life root assumptions that we just assume exist, but it, they're not. I mean, it doesn't. This energy goes way beyond time and way beyond space. Once that energy is there... It has mm-hmm. no blockage. It just expands, right. and it is yes. so expansive. There's nothing to block it, so it mm-hmm. becomes very pervasive in the world. <laughs> okay. Okay. And it's very real. Yeah. It's very real. Yeah. It kept our world from from just drowning in chaos. But you it's, know, it's Judy, a beautiful too, thing. Many, it's not the only how thing. How many articles or how many things you have read where a guru or uh, whatever you want to call them, the Eastern gurus, they sit in silence and yet you go by them and you can feel the energy of love. Oh, without yeah. So Absolutely. It's not the, and yeah. I was just going to say, and it's not just the gurus and it's not just the, it's not just them. It's not just these people that we hear about. These are, there are ordinary people, just mm-hmm. ordinary people, children, adults, it doesn't matter that have anchored this love within them, this energy within them. They just know. It's a sense of knowingness that they anchor. And that energy just permeates everything around them. And then because energy knows no bounds, no limits, it permeates all of everything. It can travel. You know, not like we travel. It travels in, in an instant. And it can pervade anything, everywhere, all the time. So it does provide a very real, real function, beautiful function in the world. So I get what he's saying here. There's that and. It's not an it's not an and or or a yes but. It's an and and. And there is the experience. There's the experience of being in union that the elevated, the elevated self of form, and the expression. Sometimes there's not expression. Sometimes there is a retreat from life. Okay, and. And there is also, I think what he's asking us here is to acknowledge that, yes, there is that form. There is that form. There is that way. I should, sorry, I should say form. There is that way of anchoring love in the world by beings who just experience or just are the experience of this love that are in full union and don't have to say a word. And yeah, probably you're right. You can feel the energy from them mm-hmm. anywhere. But you don't have to walk by them. I can feel it sitting here. 
just a matter yeah. of allowing myself to or being open to it. And I, I do believe what our dear brother is saying here is that, and in addition to that, there is the elevated self of form. And we express the love. We are that love. We're, we're being it. Okay? It's the difference between full union and I forget what he calls it next, but there, there's this other part where we, uh, what we share in dialogue, what we experience. Um, we experience ourselves in union, in unity and relationship. We experience ourselves in there and come from that place and talk in the world from that place of pure love. I'm not expressing it well, but God, I hope you just get the gist of what I'm trying to say. No, you expressed it very well, Judy. Thank you. Very, very well. Thank you. Thank you so much. Judy. Mm. Yeah, Judy, I, yeah. Did, I thought you did great. I like what you said. I, I want to offer something that, that I see in here as well. Um, mm. In the previous paragraph, paragraph nine, uh, the end of the first sentence is speaking about the uh, the duality, the duality of an experience and a, an experiencer. Mm-hmm. And for me, at that point, that's saying that someone is experiencing what they're, what in effect they're creating. They are the experiencer. They are creating that experience, and they are experiencing it. And now I move down to that paragraph, and that 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 sense where it says that uh, it is not a self-experienced love, but the self-being love and knowing, yeah. love, knowing that love is its true self. To me, yeah. that's once again saying that that true self is creating that love and, mm-hmm. knowing, and knowing the experience of that love. Mm-hmm. Totally agree. Thank you, Reverend Bill. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> hmm I just you wanted know, to add. Go ahead, Miguel. I just wanted to add that besides the so-called, all the so-called masters of the Far East and all that, this also applies to all the saints and martyrs and uh, mystics or the Catholic Church, for example, or the Christian Church, mostly Catholic, they, they all did the same thing. What he's saying is they achieved the love, the state of love, the, the self, but they left the body out of it. That is what he's saying. They completely denied the body, ignored the body. They deliberately left the body out of it. That is what he's asking us to do to bring the body into union with spirit. The marriage of spirit and matter was the very purpose of physical creation, he tells us. Mm-hmm. And so they, st- they, went, they said, the, all these guys from East and West said, so far, <laughs> no further, and they stopped. He's asking us to go where they have. No man has gone before. I'm complete. Absolutely, I agree, Miguel. Thanks. Yeah, thank you, Miguel. Oh, that was great, Miguel. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, thank you, Miguel. This is Yvonne. Uh, actually, just in uh, on our reading in the morning with Reverend Bill on the third treatise, and the last paragraph, he just 
he says that. Um, he says, there are many ways that can still be found to come to the truth, but a way of getting to the truth will become so attractive that few will be able to resist. What will make this choice so attractive will not be martyrs and saintly souls stricken with every calamity and yet remaining to tell those who would listen about the glory of God. What will make this choice so attractive are ordinary people living extraordinary and miraculous and observable lives. Yep. Beautiful. Yeah. Thanks for letting me read that one. Wow, thanks, yeah, thanks for summing it up so well, Yvonne. That was mm-hmm. perfect. <laughs> Chapter 19, Physical Reality, paragraph 1916. Thank you, Yvonne. Mm. Yes, in my mind, so it's good. Thank you. <clears throat> that is the one of two places in the entire book that makes me laugh every single time. When he talks about the uh, the martyrs of Weber who are stricken with every calamity and live to tell others about about the love of God, that's very funny. That is, isn't it? Great. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> well, the nice thing is that we all know that we do create our own reality. So. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, and and that last sentence too. You know, as you know, it's almost like Jesus with tongue in cheek. <laughs> this has not made the world a place of peace, nor a celebration mm-hmm. of life, but it has kept the world a world in which love exists as reality and form. This has been crucial. That's Jesus at his finest. <laughs> and this, this ensures the opportunity for the experience of love of everyone. Yeah. Simply by being, simply by mm-hmm. existing. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. So let's go on to 11. There's another meeting on coming up. Uh, Miguel or Bill, whomever would like to read 11, I'll leave it up to the two of you. Let's see. You read it, Bill. All right. Thank you. I'm going to read the last sentence to get it kick-started. Oh, well, the last two sentences. As you know, this has not made the world a place of peace, nor a celebration of life, but it has kept the world a world in which love exists as reality in form. This has been cru- crucial. However, the longing to experience life in all its fullness has never been stronger. Yeah. This is a longing not to remain or be constantly striving to retain release from the experiencer, but to fully embody the experience 
through unity. This is a longing to be the experience. This is a longing to be the experience rather than to cease to experience. This is a longing Excuse me, yeah, this is a longing to experience the true self in or through the experience rather than as an experiencer of the experience. This is a longing to be, a longing to be fully alive and fully in life, a longing to experience no loss but only gain. Number three of the Lessons of Love. Wow. Yeah, I say that. I double that wow. (laughs) (laughs) Never been stronger, and we're the witnesses to that, aren't we? Mm -hmm. Our our desire, our longing for this. I like that second sentence. This is a longing not to remain or to be constantly striving to retain release from the experience, but to fully embody the experience to unity of the self of form and the soul and the being and the true self. But to fully embody in unity Not it's the coming of the, the in, it's the individuated self with all its parts as the whole. That's how I'm reading it. This is a longing to be the experience rather than to cease to experience. Be it, feel it, to know it, to be part of it. It's life. That kind of smacks in, or that's consistent with what those themes that I brought up in the previous couple of paragraphs, where we're speaking about um, about the experience and an experiencer, and recognizing that the experiencing the experiencer is creating the experience, and he is having the experience and being in, in that experience, and so. Um, in the, that sentence then where it says, this is a longing not to remain or be constantly striving to retain release, but to fully embody the experience through unity or to fully retain the, the experience as the experiencer in union. Yeah. You know, and there's that one little short sentence right at the end there. A longing to be fully alive and fully in life. So accept the self of form. And a longing to experience no loss but only gain. Hmm. 
That would be the elevated self of form. Yeah. Embrace everything in life. Experience it all. From the minute whatever to the mighty. Everything is be the one with everything in union and unity. Experience it through unity with all that is all. That would be a whole different state of being to experience it at that level. Mm-hmm. That's what he says. This is a longing to be the experience rather than to cease to experience. It's to be it. That is... A longing to experience ourselves as the true self. A longing to experience ourselves as the true self. Through the, mm-hmm. In the experience, through the experience, to be the experience. That's different. These dialogues are fantastic. <laughs> you know, it's, it's everything we read in the Course of Love, everything. But the emphasis now is the truth. It's bringing those, all that we read and absorbed and experienced. And it's kind of like bringing it to a crescendo. Mm-hmm. And we have so much more to go. That's why, like I said early on, I will not feed through these paragraphs. I will not <laughs> read ten paragraphs just to read. This is, this is definitely the time to experience it, to feel it and know it. It's not a learning, it's a knowing. And like I said, if it takes an hour, an hour and a half, or even two, it's okay. There's no set, nothing set in stone in this session. Not while I'm on this phone. <laughs> I thank you for that. Anyone who hasn't shared would like to share on this dialoguing and on Anything that has been read or said up until this point? start off with the idea of us having maybe five minutes of silence to reflect on and and 
and receive whatever we get out, out of tonight. That's what I was then, sitting here but, quietly waiting, Reverend Bill. I don't, yeah. silence. Yeah, that's, that's a great was, idea, Reverend Bill. Yeah, that's why I was sitting. Silence, is, I, I, I like okay. that. I, <laughs> even in our other yeah. sessions, when it's quiet, it gives people time to contemplate. I wasn't ending the call. I was just sitting here in silence. Yeah, I. So the I don't even the piece that five minutes, two minutes. If we sit okay. here in silence, and after three minutes somebody speaks up, it's great. If they don't speak up, we sit. The last piece that came up on that was perhaps to have somebody read these four paragraphs to us. No, no more reading. Now it's listening. Thank you for that. Okay. Thanks for the opportunity to express that. Yeah. I'd like to say something at this moment, looking back at 11, even just that first line, the longing to experience life in all its fullness has never been stronger. And I feel that for myself, from participants on this call, and on other spiritual groups whether they're reading Course of Love, Course of Miracles, Mastery, anything, there is a longing to experience life. We can learn to embrace it, not run from it, not hide from it. You know, somebody's not muted. Very distracting. Thank you. But, you know, like I know, being raised in the Christian, it was like I couldn't experience life. It's, it's not life. I have to leave this life and go to heaven. You know, like this, it's up there. It's not. It's here, now. That's what life is. Longing for a fully, to be fully alive and fully in life in this elevated self of form. Yeah, there's no loss, but only gain. That that's really the so. 
Yeah, that that just kind of resonated very strongly within me. The longing to experience life in all its full has never been stronger. So, thank you for allowing me to share that. Thanks so much, Paula. Well, my fellow travelers, there's no more dialoguing, daring, whatever you want to call it. Maybe it's time to say goodnight. Thank you for everything, everybody. Yeah, I'd like to thank you. Goodnight, everyone. Oh, thanks yeah. for your shares. Yes. Love you yeah. all. Yeah. Oh, Love yeah. You. Thank you, Paula. Thank, thank you. you so much, Paula. Thank you all for this space. Yes. Thank you. Thank you, everyone. Good night, everyone. Love you all. Love you all. Love you all. Beautiful. Love this time together. Good night. Good night.